Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This episode is brought to you by Green Mountain at Fox Run, the pioneering women's retreat to help you find peace with food, fitness, and your body. Through powerful tools such as mindful eating, mindful movement, self-care, and stress management, you'll learn to eat, move, feel, and live in the moment. Visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. A life free of weight, eating, and body struggles is closer than you think. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. And welcome to episode 55 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And if you are listening in real time when this this episode is released, I want to congratulate you. We have officially made it through National Dieting Month. This is being released on January 30th, and I think we've made it. Um, it has been exhausting, but again, we made it by now. Most people, if they made a new year's resolution to change their eating or, um, focus on weight loss, statistically, most people have already left that behind. So it's time for you and I to move onward and upward 
to continue to um, build our positive relationship with food and our body. And I'm hoping it'll just be a little bit less distracting and now just have typical chatter from the diet folks, <laughs> not inundated with everyone with their New Year's resolutions. I'm really excited for you to hear this letter that I have today. It's from someone who um, obviously has been working for a while on her relationship with food and probably is in a place where she would say, you know, I've made peace with food. But there's a big but with that. That big but is that she doesn't necessarily feel at peace with her body. Um, Her body looks different than she was hoping. And so how how does she deal with that? I have a lot to say about it. And before we get to the letter, I want to let you know how much I appreciate those of you who have been able to leave me a rating or review for the podcast, and also those of you who have subscribed. You know, the whole iTunes search engine algorithm is this big mystery. But one thing I do know is that the more people that subscribe and leave a rating and review, the easier my podcast is to find. And I'm really grateful for that because, um, you know, the reason why I started this podcast is that I've been doing this work with folks for many, many years in this little town in North Carolina. And I just got to the point where I wanted to reach more people outside of where I live. And so this podcast has allowed that. And at this point, I think we've reached about 200,000 downloads, which is really, really exciting. And I also know that there are more people who have never heard of life without diets, who are at diet rock bottom and just can't imagine le- like how to live without a diet sheet. So um, I want to help them and I know you can help me reach them as well. So if you enjoy the show, I would love for you to subscribe and also leave a rating and review. And it's kind of a confusing thing, I think, on how to find how to do a rating review. So what I did is I made a nice, simple link in my show notes. So if you just look at the show notes right now, um, right at um, the beginning of the show notes, you'll see a link to subscribe and leave a rating and review here in just seconds. And it really is just seconds that it takes. And by doing that step, I know it is a pain in the ass sometimes to do those types of things. So I want to tell you how grateful I am that you did it. Um, So thanks. And let's go ahead and, and hear today's letter. Dear Food, we are at a place I never imagined possible. I eat when I'm hungry and the idea of eating past full is unappealing most of the time. In the occasional times I do eat past full, like around the holidays, it's okay. I know I will digest what I've eaten and move on, getting hungry again later in the day. Foods that I used to be afraid of or used to put off limits are not an issue anymore. In fact, some of them I have realized I don't actually like. Others I enjoy when they sound good. I am just now getting to the point of being able to make nutritious choices with you. Not out of guilt or should, but out of a desire to love my body with nutrients it needs. But if something with less nutrients sounds delicious, I choose that instead without guilt or fear. I don't even think of you when I'm not hungry, which is absolutely wild. And yet. I think I was hopeful that I would be one of those people that lost weight when I started eating intuitively. As it turns out, I was underfed in my dieting life, 
and my body needed to replenish fat for its best health. I'm having a really hard time with that because it's not like before where I gained weight and just could go on the next diet to fight the fat. I'm not going to fight my body anymore. But I have a hard time finding peace with my body. I don't love the way that my clothes look on my healthier body, even though I have bought clothes that fit. I'm triggered when good friends lose weight and look better than me. It makes me feel less worthy than them as comments of how great they look gets thrown around. I know diet culture is a mess. I know that at my lowest weight and the weight I got the most, you look great comments, I was miserable. I was calculating everything, terrified of food, scared of not exercising enough, and even unsure of my body if it didn't get comments from others in a day. I was body dysmorphic at best. I think that now, just knowing this is the body that is mine at my most emotionally healthy place is hard. And not having dieting as a coping mechanism to give my life the hope of being on the way to thin is also hard. I'm grateful for where I am with you, food. It's incredible and freeing. I am just also in mourning that this is where my body has landed and living without the hopes, however false they were, that I can change it and make all of life better with dieting again. Love, hoping for body contentment. Before we explore this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Green Mountain at Fox Run, the pioneering women's retreat to help you find peace with food, fitness, and your body in Ludlow, Vermont. For over 40 years, Green Mountain has developed sustainable, non-diet strategies for women who struggle with weight, emotional and binge eating, and feelings of food addiction. Last year, Green Mountain opened its Women's Center for Binge and Emotional Eating, the only clinical program in the nation dedicated solely to women suffering with binge eating disorder and emotional eating. Ready to set yourself free from dieting and restrictions, untruths and fads? Visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information about Green Mountain at Fox Run and the Women's Center for Binge and Emotional Eating. A life free of weight, eating and body struggles is closer than you think. Visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so much for your letter. You bring up some really interesting points that it may surprise you, but are really common in the work that I do with folks who are in a similar place. And when I talk to people who are just, you know, in a place of reconnecting to their body and they feel like they're coming along. And what's really important for you, letter writer, is I don't want you to get stuck in this place for too long. Yet, I don't want you to like to skip over it. I think it's important to stay with it for a little bit. But before we get to those points that you bring up and your the things you're concerned about, you do bring up some really interesting points in your letter that describe your journey and where you are now with your relationship with food that I think other listeners would um, benefit from hearing about, like what are common ways to get to where you are now. And you describe this really lovely way of relating to food that sounds like you rely on your body and it's just now second nature. You eat when you're hungry, you stop when you're full, you pick what satisfies you. 
And the other interesting thing that I think people who are beginning their journey and moving away from diets that they may be surprised by is that you describe, letter writer, that you're no longer feeling a payoff anymore for eating past fullness. But it's okay when you do. And I think that but is so important because if you do eat past fullness, um, if you eat outside of hunger for whatever reason, it sounds like you're not dwelling on it. And when I work with people and they get to the place where they no longer allow themselves to dwell and to um, punish themselves for eating outside of hunger and fullness, um, that's, that's really when they start to move forward. And I feel like that's when they start to see recovery is just right around the corner. But how? How do you do that? And that's the part of any kind of eating disorder recovery that takes time. It's always a marathon, not a sprint, you know? It is something that requires you to stay grounded and connected to your body. And I know for a lot of people, when I begin work with them, connecting to the body can feel really uncomfortable and unsafe. So it's important to, again, take your time and let yourself work to the place where you can stay connected. And over time, what happens, a person, um, and I'm assuming for you, letter writer, you cultivated this body awareness that led to your own personal knowledge of what hunger feels like for you and all the different types of hungers that you may have. Meal hunger, snack hunger, just want to bite of something and even hungers for different types of foods, and um, and then also fullness and knowing how full that feels comfortable for you and how sometimes you need flexibility with that. Uh, along with that is also satiety cues. Um, I think we can read about how to do hunger fullness scales using a, a one to 10 point scale, but really the only way to learn how to rely on your own hunger and fullness and satiety cues is to do it yourself and practice and make lots and lots of mistakes. A lot of people call this experience um, intuitive eating. It's certainly the, the first book I read about helping people to reconnect and rely on their body was intuitive eating. You can also call it mindful eating or attuned eating. Um, the word or the the way we describe it really is not important, but it's just really getting to a place with patiently learning how to stay grounded in your body as it relates to food. And of course, then it it relates to so many other things in your life. A really important part, again, of this process is, you know, not dwelling and giving yourself permission to make mistakes and giving yourself permission to eat something just because you want to. What we, um, intuitive eating Uh, experts like to call that is the unconditional permission to eat. And I feel like that's the part of intuitive eating that can make people run for the hills. (laughs) It can feel really scary. It also is the part of intuitive eating that a lot of healthcare providers fear and don't trust. You know, if we let people eat cake, oh my God, what's going to happen? But I find that this unconditional permission to eat is the most vital part of the process. Um, There's lots of science behind it. There's science in food habituation, food deprivation. Um, If a person is not giving themselves permission to eat a food, and if they have avoided it for a while, 
or even if they've been around it, but they just have this way of thinking about food that says that they're not supposed to eat it, it is going to make their brain even more focused on it. And so as you give yourself permission, and at first it'll feel like really flimsy, flighty permission, but you know, you kind of have to fake it till you make it and just start somewhere. And as you give yourself permission, and then eventually it gets to your heart that you really believe you have unconditional permission to eat. That's when you will identify with how this letter writer is describing her relationship with food. Another part of this healing process that letter writer you bring up that I think is really important and very common is that you have found there are certain foods that you used to feel like you couldn't stop eating. Maybe they were even binge foods or foods that you just were obsessed with. You have found that in reality, you actually don't even like them. And I can't tell you how many times that has happened with people I work with. Um, there may be foods like Hershey kiss- Kisses or Doritos or you know any kind of food that just had this um, binge experience connected to. Another one's like Twizzlers. I personally find all these foods quite enjoyable, but these are foods that commonly people will um, go out of their way to attach to their binge experience and find that they just they'll say things like, I have no control over these foods. And as a person works through that experience of unconditional permission to eat and stays grounded, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes people connect to this experience of like, huh, I don't even like this food. It doesn't even taste good to me, which is a really, an amazing aha moment. And um, again, it's, it's, it's a pretty common experience And um, it's really exciting because I feel like it's a sign for me as a clinician that a person is trusting the process, they're staying grounded in their body, and they are really in their heart believing in the unconditional permission to eat concept. So onto your concerns in your letter, letter writer. Um, Like I said earlier, I don't want you to feel stuck. Um, for very long where you are right now. But I do think it's an important spot to sit with for a little bit. And from your letter, what I'm kind of guessing is that you don't want to feel stuck with this body. You know, it sounds like you're in this place where you just feel resigned to like, all right, this is just the body I'm going to have. And that's what's irritating you. You know, you want to feel in love with your body. You want to feel, or at least content You want to feel that true acceptance. And something I want to tell you is that you will get to that point where you do connect in a more joyful way with your body. It's coming along. And where you are right now, like you mentioned, you are mourning. You're in this grief process because you have, in a way, gotten really efficient at staying grounded in your body. And what has happened is that the dieting kind of lie, and with that lie, you know, we understand that dieting provides this tremendous amount of hope. And um, I often kind of, I often call it a seduction. It's a, it's, it's really a fantasy that, you know, there could be a day where everything is better, and I will be happy. I will be joyful and I will finally feel all these wonderful things. I feel like dieting 
has that lie. And right now our culture has accepted that as a truth. And when those of us get to the point where we realize that that's a false truth, and now we're living in a world where everyone else has drank in this Kool-Aid that makes them just so out of touch with reality in their body and the beauty of how we can regulate our intake without relying on this lie. Um, it is really um, disconcerting. It's something that is exhausting. And there's a tremendous amount of sadness that I would expect for anyone in that spot. And it's important to connect with that and to feel that. And just like any kind of death, you know, if we avoid the feelings and the grief that come when someone dies, it's just going to be waiting there for us when we're ready to um, sit with it. Um, grief is patient in that way. So um, for you, letter writer, I want you to stay where you are and feel what you're experiencing and notice how your body's experiencing that grief. Um, and just keep in mind that it won't be there forever. I've certainly have sat with other people in the same grief and something that I can say with tremendous confidence is that it won't last forever. And um, you will definitely feel more um, joyful at some point as you get used to this new normal of that, that dieting is a lie and um, it's just a fucked up fantasy. So something that I think you can do to continue to help with the movement of this grief is to continue to connect with leaders in the body acceptance movement and that the, the people who really have been able to articulate how dieting is this fucked up lie. And something that I go to often is the book Body Respect by Linda Bacon and Linda Bacon and Lucy Amphimore. Um, those that's a book that goes through um, how fat is not something that we need to be scared of, and also that dieting is something that hurts our um, health. And another point of it that I think, in particular, this is why I'm I'm recommending this book is the social justice side of body positivity and how all of us, because we are human, we have this birthright to feel okay in the skin we're in right now. And I know for me, as I really immersed myself in non-diet culture, as I really walked away from diets and I decided that I would no longer put anyone on a diet, there were there was a good amount of time um, for me where I felt a sadness and I would even say a shame for um, directing people down that path. It's something um, that I, it, it honestly revisits at times. And I think that's just the nature of grief. But um, I know it was a really hard place to be because it's admitting my faults. Yet I think it also is very important. And um, body respect is something that kind of keeps me chugging along and lets me feel that grief, but also empowers me to then do the next right thing, which is to fight for those who feel marginalized in our society because of the way their body appears. Another one that I think is just fabulous is the fictional novel called Dietland. I know I've recommended it before on this podcast, but it's by Sarai Walker. And it's a it's a novel that I think um, 
there's something really cool about fiction and metaphors that can help um, the the non-logical, rational side of our brain just really help move us forward. And Dietland is something that really has inspired me to continue to fight, again, for marginalized groups. A new book that I would like to put on our food peace syllabus is Dr. Diaz Kalmanak. And um, if you're new to the podcast, the food peace syllabus is a list of books and podcasts and blogs and other resources that can further help cultivate um, a grounding experience for you as you connect to your body. It's um, books and resources that can help you just further cultivate body positivity. And Dr. Dia Schwartz wrote this really beautiful book that I feel like is more like an experience. And she has this interactive monthly guide that will help you cultivate body positive experiences. And um, I really would encourage you to look into it and dive in. And it's more than, it's really not a book. I feel like, again, it's more of an experience. So I'm going to go ahead and put connections to that book and all the other ones I mentioned here on um, our show notes. So I see, letter writer, that food has written you back. I'm excited to hear what food has to say. So until then, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for your letter. Um, I think you provided some insight to our listeners who may be in an earlier part of their journey, and I know you've inspired them. And again, I hope you notice what you're feeling, trust it, and continue to move onward and upward. Take care. Dear Hoping for Body Contentment, we noticed how hard you have worked to trust yourself and your body wisdom. We notice more and more often you are connecting to food peace, but not body peace. As you stay grounded, notice how you mourn these changes. Notice the sadness bubbling up with the knowledge the diet miracle was all a hoax. Funnel that energy to empower you to get acquainted with your current earth suit. This vehicle for your soul now has the power to take you wherever you want to go. Love food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food Series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.